you. Are now. About to witness. The awesome man. A crushing man. Might. Of. You. G. Robinson Show Summer! Sorry, nah, I timed it poorly because I timed things poorly. This is my specialty. Don't start with the stupid political shit right now. You know it's UFC 249. I don't want to hear it. Thank you. Anyway, my friends, welcome to the one, one, three of the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. And we're back. Penthouse. Uh, we're going to talk all about UFC 249, sort of in the roundabout way that we do. Grumblers, fault finders, work shy individuals like we are. But first, let Bob Riley from Stigmata Sing us in. The record is called Calling of the Just. The song is called Intro All of Nothing. And it's still available for sale, the whole CD, from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you to death in the nightclub and hit your car with a hammer. Uh-huh. You did. Certainly you did. Um, so go there. Go to the next I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, my, my friends. All right, all right, all right. Well, first, I got to say to you mothers, your mothers, your mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Right? Yonder is the castle of my father. Forget about that. Yonder is the castle of my mother. Uh, if you haven't called your mother, you should. If you don't have a good relationship with your mother, then don't. I just tweeted out, if you follow me, at Eugene S. Robinson, the at symbol, Eugene S. Robinson, all run together. I just tweeted out three pieces from the Mother's the Aussie Mother's Day special. Mine, a friend of mine named Harry Langton, whose mother essentially dumped her when she was 13. And uh, for, for World War II buffs, uh, a friend of mine, Leslie De La Vega, her mother did a piece on uh, when there was a knock at the door and it was gun, rifle, and bayonet-bearing Japanese who had come for a very simple visit to kill all the men in the household. It's uh, it, They're both chilling pieces. So uh, um, thanks for coming. Uh, I'll have you know that uh, though the take was lower than usual uh, for April, it all went to the Sarau Academy, info at sarauacademy.com. So he, he is in possession of the money, all of the showstopper money for April. We're just doing it for April because it's the cruelest month. But I got to eat too. 
So we've done our part to try to keep the Sorrell uh, uh, Academy open. I have to let you know that there is one a book left. So those of you, uh, uh, V-O, I don't know if you want your names on the show. And those of you who emailed me about, you're going to say, oh, I'm going to send them my pledge to get the book. You should know, sorry, no, there are two left. That there are two left. Total Marty G printed 10. There are two left. The eight are accounted for. If you're telling me an email that you are sending in a pledge, you should do it before it's too late. If we don't sell those, uh, if we don't sell those, uh, man, Genghis, what's the matter with you today? <laughs> really, what's the matter? Hey, how about this? I'll cut 160 so you can beat me by the followers. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> how about you do this show? <laughs> you want to do this show? Okay, you got me, buddy. How about writing that piece for me that you said? Make my life a little easier instead of this other stuff. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, uh, Sorrell got the money. We got two books left. I'm doing the commercials at the top of the hour. Um, and uh, we're, we are back for the show, Stomper. If you want to donate money uh, to get me a computer that doesn't have duct tape on it, uh, the cat who, who watches the show who said and is making a bunch of money and is going to be a patron of the arts, he has it come through, so I'm still using the duct tape computer. Uh, so pinko95014 at yahoo.com. Apparently, according to Mr. R, I don't know if he wants his full name, I have a Cash App account. He sent me money in the Cash App account. I haven't figured out how to get the money out of the Cash App account, but I'm an astute study. I'll figure it out sooner or later. Or you could go to patreon.com slash the stomper. Commercials are done. Commercials are done. So now we're into the show proper. Like I said, this is 113. Let me tell you something. It was 1981. And after doing a bunch of research and watching some friends of mine experiment, I decided decide to take acid for the first time. Not only did I decide to take acid, but... I purchased it from a guy. He's now he's now a, a head of industry in San Francisco. And he gave me three drops. And ever being the mindful consumer, uh, 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 not consumer, yeah, consumer, after about 45 minutes, I was like, hey, man, I don't have a lot of money. And the money I gave you for this, even though you gave it to me wholesale, I don't want to be the complaining guy. But let me tell you, this shit is not working. He goes, well, I'm sorry, man. I thought it was going to be some good. I didn't know what I was doing. He goes, well, okay, I'll, I'll spot you the rest for free. Let me give you three more drops. I go, cool. I open my mouth. He takes out the eyedropper, and he goes, one, a two, three, four, six. And they all squirted out, three, four, five. So we had three already, and then we had four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine, ten. <laughs> First time ever, like ten hits of acid. And, of course, acid doing as it does, probably after about eight minutes after I complained, I started coming on. Rolling hard. I am with uh, my friend, Dr. Uh, well, he, I, I don't know that now he wants his new professional life tied in to this uh, 40-year-old story. Yeah, no, I was all right. And so I, I go, I, I start wandering, me and, and my buddy who's also, I think there were two of us, three of us together. 
One guy is an internationally renowned uh, quantum physicist at this point. Other guy is an internationally renowned orthopedic surgeon and me. So we go wandering around. We decide to, there, there was a line, my father made a movie. My father actually made a movie called Tar Baby. And there's one line in that that I really, you know, I don't get along with my father on this Mother's Day or ever. But there was one line from his movie that I like. He's, these two kids are talking. They said, well, let's go up on the, on the boulevard and we can see what we can see. So the three of us set out, three intrepid travelers set out to see what we can see. We wander off into the night. And as luck would have it, we ended up wandering into a party off of Campus Drive, Stanford, California. And they go wandering off, whatever. One guy's like six foot six, 275 pounds. Other guy was a champion state wrestler in the hard wrestling state, Virginia, and me. No discernible skills, defensive skills of any kind. But all of my chakras were open. Dharma gates were endless. And I was like a babe, like a babe in the woods. And I'm standing there and I got a turtleneck shirt on that I, I designed myself with full punk rock regalia. And it said, and I decided there was a band that I liked at the time called the Circle Jerks. And I, I taken white out that you used to use if you had a typewriter, for those of you who don't know, cover the mistakes you made with the typewriter. But it also was a nice and indelible ink pen. And I wrote on my shirt, circle jerks. And it was all drippy letters. So it looked like semen. So I'm just kind of walking around at the party. You know, it's like the scene from Dulong Bridge in, uh, in uh, Apocalypse Now. Who's in charge here, soldier? Ain't you? Nobody. So I'm standing there. And this cat comes up to me and goes, hey, what do we have here? And because I don't bullshit you guys, I will tell you who it was. It was a guy named Steve Buscelli, I later found, found out. Ended up playing professional baseball at the Houston Astros for a period of time. And some of you who remember the knuckle up may have heard the story. You can't down a shalala me on my own show. I'm going to tell a story no matter what. So he comes over and he's like, hey, what do we have here in the international language of bully? And, I, and he goes, how are you, buddy? And I look at him and I go, how are you, buddy? Which is not he, what he was expecting. I mean, you know, the way the bully dance goes is he's supposed to entreat on my sense of self and I am supposed to retreat. And then we have a game. He goes, I leave. Well, he steps in, and I step in. And then he says, uh, okay. Puts his arm around my shoulder and goes, circle jerks, huh? And I look at him, and I go, circle jerks. Now, let me tell you, this is not the only time that I take an LSD. <laughs> You'll be surprised to, to know another time I took it in San Diego. And the guys told, guys I was with, a bunch of bodybuilding guys, they said, listen, you know, I don't want you taking that shit. And if you take that shit, I'm not letting you drive. Well, this one guy had a convertible BMW. It was like a spaceship. And you can see that's what we call an attractive nuisance. 
So I wake up early in the morning and I got some orange juice and I'm putting the drops in the orange juice. And one guy goes, hey, what are you doing? And I go, oh, God, I've been busted. What do I say? And I go, ah, and I try to play it off. He goes, no, really, what are, what are you doing? I go, oh, man, they're eye drops. He goes, oh, okay. He never asked why I'm putting eye drops in my fucking orange juice. So I don't care. So uh, I'm digressing, but I know that. So I drink it. And of course, I'm driving this BMW and I'm, it's like a spaceship. I'm driving down 405. I'm like, we got to go to the beach. So we go to the beach and I'm standing out in the water and, and I see these women looking at me, three of them. And I can feel what's supposed to happen, but your mind and your body and are different. They're in a place of complete truthfulness. And these women are talking amongst themselves. And I know what they're talking about, even though I can't hear them. And they elect an emissary. And one woman comes out to me and she goes, I have two questions for you. And I go, okay. And she goes, um, where are you from? And do they all look like you where you're from? And I go, well, I'm originally from New York, but I'm here visiting from Northern California. And right away, she knows that she's in deep water, though it's only knee deep, if you know what I mean. And she goes, well, um, well what do you, this come on, this cheesy come on. I just, I, I wasn't, I couldn't, beach community, I couldn't process it all. And she goes, well, what are you doing here? And I just kind of thought for a bit and I go, I'm enjoying the day. And she was like, huh, and wandered off the beach and the three girls wandered away and my buddies run out. They go, hey, what was that about? I said, I don't know, man. They were travelers. So here I am in the same state of mind with Steve Buscella, got his arm around me and he's punching me in the chest like look at this finger, circle jerks, huh? And I'm looking at him and I put my hand on his chest. I go, circle jerks. Now, I, I could feel what he was trying to do. Like I could feel what those women on the beach were trying to do. And I would have responded appropriately had they taken the, the next likely steps. If the girls had said, hey, why don't you come with us? I'd have gone, okay. I was open to every single possibility that there was. And same with Bushella. If Bushella had attacked me, I would have attempted to murder him. Not because I felt like murdering him, but because the situation seemed to dictate that that's what would happen. Like if a dancer dips, the other dancer goes back. Same thing. But he sees I'm not playing this game that, the, 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 you know, the, the impinge upon my space retreat. The bully, the bully game, I'm not playing. So he looks around the room and he goes, hey. And there's some girl walking by. Her name was, uh, she doesn't need her first and last name blasted out, blast out of the place. But let's just say her first name is Mithali. And she goes, oh, hi. And he goes, come here, come here. Now, Steve Buscella was a handsome guy, tall, about six foot two, you know, muscled baseball player, which is the only reason she, if I had said, hey, come over, she wouldn't have come over. And so she came over and he goes, hey, uh, what's your name? And she tells him, Mithali. And so he starts making fun of her name, right? Because he's a prick. And then he, he puts his arm around her shoulder now and so he's got, he's got two brown people on either side, right? And he says, hey, you know what? Um, you and me and my friend, Eugene, well, we've been talking. I said, I said, no, I said, me and my friend Eugene have been talking, and I've decided that what we should do is have a circle jerk. You see his shirt? He should have a circle jerk. And we're going to have 
a circle jerk on your face. Would you be into that? Now this, on the one hand, I understand is horrible and horrifying. It's the worst kind of fucking bullying, scum-sucking behavior ever. And he's made me fucking party to it. Right? No, not been. It says connection unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. Well, okay. My attitude's always been like my Russian friend, Booby, former, well, I don't know if he wants his history. We used to street fight, street fight a lot together, not with each other, with other people. He's the one who eventually left New York when they took a contract out in his life. But his attitude helped me set my attitude. was like, you can say whatever you want to me, but when you put your hands on me, then I got to draw the line. So it's a mixture of attraction repulsions. I stand there and, uh, and, and, and watch, sorry about the deaf cat. And I watch, but I also know a few things. I know that Steve Buscelli is an independent actor. And I also know that Mitali never would have come up to me, responded to his all-Americanness, and this is what you get. So on the one hand, I could have stood up and said, hey, man, you just... I wasn't, as a kid of divorce, I wasn't going to participate in protecting other people's feelings. I'm an observer from another planet. And I stood there and I waited for it to play out. And he's like, do you like that? Did, 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 did you, would you like something like that? And she was just kind of like, she didn't look at me for confirmation or deconfirmation or reconfirmation. She knew I was not a participant. I was just standing there. I wasn't sanctioning his behavior. I wasn't signing onto it. I wasn't egging on. I wasn't afraid. I was just standing there, observing, witnessing, watching. She wandered off, and Steve Bouchelle lost interest, played for the Houston Astros, never saw him again. Which reminds me of my porn star friend, Mr. Marcus. I'm getting to the point. Wait for, wait for it. I'm getting to the point. Mr. Marcus used to pick up women at the mall. He's a handsome guy. Say so we're gonna do this thing, but and he picks clearly he picks up some woman who is like, what's the oh so there's a camera there, big deal. Maybe I could be famous. I'm gonna have sex with Mr. Marcus, it'll be great. Except when she shows up to film, it's not just Mr. Marcus, but it's Mr. Marcus and one of his toad friends. And by toad, I mean a guy, a 300-pound guy with a three-inch penis. This is nobody's idea of fun. So he's showing me the videos. And he's trying to decide whether or not he should release this. And at one point, you see the woman is like shutting down. Like it's not working for her. Like the fat guy, like, hey, baby, come on. And he's like trying to put his penis in her mouth. And he's like, yeah. she's like, yeah. And she just, she just shut. You could see she's in shock and not like didn't expect that she would be Filmed by Marcus. I thought she would be filmed with Marcus. And she just shuts down and she starts crying. And she grabs her clothes and she runs out of frame. And I look at Marcus. Marcus looks at me and he says, hey, uh, man, let me tell you. She knew what the job was when she took it. So on last week's Care Don't Care, I reviewed UFC 249 under protest. You didn't think I would get to the fight, did you? And I said, listen, I feel weird about this, 
But uh, let's we're going to talk about I care, don't care. Steph makes her money, lives off the show. Husband is now laid off because of the COVID shit. Needs to make the money. I'm not going to be a sports, but I don't need to stand on a, a soapbox for what? I didn't stand on the soapbox when Marcus was telling me a story. I didn't stand on the soapbox when uh, when uh, 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 um, Steve Buscella pulled it. And I posted this cat in Georgia who got shot running. And one of my skinhead friends who never, ever posts on my thing leaves a typically skinhead response. He's like, hey, who cares if it's a hate crime? I've been attacked by black guys too. Nobody called. I say, hey, man, I don't give a shit what they call as long as these guys, the long arm of the law punishes these guys. Put the bed. I'm not doing the internet game. I'm not here to fight with you guys. I'm observing. So uh, I understand the, the, I understand that what happened with Uf, UFC 249 was a, was a Chandra. A Yiddish word, look it up. It was it was something that shouldn't happen. It, it it doesn't mean it doesn't mean remember I've talked about I've compared some occasional bouts of USC to seeing people in porn who don't want to be in porn. And without mentioning it, I was very specifically ref, referencing this video, uh Marcus's video. That wasn't fun, but I watched it. Like I like I watched uh, 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 Steve Buscelli try to, or maybe effectively, humiliate this woman mentally. I'm mentally. I don't know how she pronounces it. She and I were never friends. We weren't friends before. Oh, there's a big black bird that just pulled up on my fountain out front. Suddenly, me napping became a tapping of someone gently rapping, rapping on my chamber door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not getting the mind. I'm just using it as a plot point. Yeah. He, he, okay. <laughs> That's a side issue. We're, in the second season of Aussie Confidential, we got a long piece with Marcus. He talks about it all. It, it's, it's, it's revealed. His version. So uh, watching UFC 249, I felt largely like these are, these are independent actors, that they are adults. And if what you want, if you what you set your sights at is eating a cup of poop and having it filmed and telling me that it's the best thing for your career and I should just get over it, it's the best thing for the sport. If the president of the United States of America tells me it's what we need right now to improve morale, that I'm going to watch people eat poop, I'm game. Dharma gates are endless. I could find meaning anywhere, even if it's watching people eat poop. Will it will it will it will it diminish my enjoyment? Well, I tell you, it was interesting. At one point, my wife walks through. She was uh, uh, working on Adobe InDesign, and she could see I'm watching the fights on my phone. But she can see that I, I have my glasses on, which I don't really need to watch the fights on the phone. But look at this. You hear this? Do you hear this? This is the wages of COVID nineteen. Desperate low-income individuals who want to let people know I exist. If I wasn't doing the show, I'd call the cops on Yeah, I'm in the neighborhood snitch. The get-off-my-lawn guy. Underwear and shotgun. That's the neighbor. Don't go near his house. 
So, um, so, so, whatever, man. You guys, could, did I enjoy it? Oh, she, 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 that's right. She walks through. She sees me. I got my glasses on. I'm reading that book by the guy who Bethany. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Bethany. I'm about to get to that. Uh, I forget his first name. Uh, he his aunt was the one who had had a fancy ball in March of 1944 after the Nazis well knew that they were going to lose the war. And at the end of dinner, they decided to take a walk to a field where they had 180 of their Jewish servants dig a pit. And while they had drinks, schnapps, champagne, and laughed, um, she was a hunter and a, a sure shot. They shot all the Jews. And this guy, Bettany, actually um, he was sitting in a cafe. He's a writer for uh, uh, Zurich Zeitung, which I believe means the Zurich Mirror. And somebody, he's sitting in a cafe, says, nice family you got. And they put the article down. So he starts researching it, subsequently gets, uh, um, subsequently get, gets, a, uh, gets threatened and decides to write a book called The Crime in the Family. So I'm reading the book instead of watching the fight. So did I enjoy it? I don't know. Did I enjoy watching Marcus's video? Did I enjoy Steve Buscella's act? People are independent actors. And I am a witness. So on to UFC 249. Uh, uh, um, who is people are texting me? <laughs> Sarah says, I need to share with you guys. Could someone tell me what this is? Eugene Weirdo sent me this and don't, and don't have any idea. We need to make sure Eugene is okay because... And then some guy says, good zinger. He's a strange, strange gay man and my favorite Nazi for sure. This is the kind of stuff I get from my coach. Unbelievable. This is the guy who I'm raising money for. So anyway, um, UFC, let's just start at the top. Because if, if we run out of time, um, yeah, it, it, so far it is. There was an iron scare and an anemia scare. Uh, but we're, 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 things are going all right. Thanks for asking, Stacy. <laughs> Who are you? Who's not okay? Sarau or me? I'm unsure. Marty G is here. So uh, anyway, the, the 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 main fight. So we're going backwards in time. Uh, Tony Ferguson. I cursed him. I think on care, uh, care don't care. I said I I had to pick. I had to pick Tony Ferguson, and I compared him to Susan Lucci. And for those of you too young to remember, Susan Lucci was a daytime uh, a soap opera actress who apparently. Um, who apparently was phenomenal. And she started getting nominated for daytime Emmys and she kept losing. And it became like a thing, like the first time, not a big deal. Second time, not a big deal. By the time it got to like the fourth or fifth time, people were like, oh my God, it became this kind of, yeah, all, and she was all my children was a show. It became this kind of macabre spectacle that every year that like Susan Lucci would show up and, and, and then, and then, you know, and then people would say, and the winner is not Susan Lucci. And then she'd be like, she was great. This is great. And then finally, Susan Lucci fucking wins. But it was like this ritual humiliation. And they dragged her. It was like 10 times or some crazy. You can look it up on Wiki before she finally won. Yeah, 13. 13 times nominated. I mean, do you know the stones it takes to keep showing? I mean, after six, 
you got to know I'm in. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in deep. How many? How many? This is the psychology of people in the hole because you realize as soon as I get out of this hole, I'm going to tear you to pieces. Now, I don't know that's what Susan Lucci did, but this, of course, is where Tony Ferguson was. Now, now, Steph on Care Don't Care said that she thought Gaethje was the real threat to Khabib because, you know, a Sambo guy doesn't have great takedowns, right? Look at, look at, look at Galinsky. He goes gay, 110%. 100% of his humor is 110% gay. He goes right there. It's okay. That's fine. So, so uh, Steph says Gaethje, because he, 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 he's uh, an offensive wrestler, which I guess is the same, same thing twice, probably not bad on the ground, uh, but could, could keep from getting taken down by a Sambo guy and could light Khabib up on the feet. And while on the face of it, you could see on Care Don't Care or listen from last week, I, I agreed with her. I couldn't accept the world in which Tony Ferguson becomes Susan Lucci. I could not accept that world. Could not and would not. Five times. This guy had a date with destiny. Okay, look. Khabib getting hurt, we understand. Khabib getting hurt, we understand. He trains at AKA. It's a tough team for smaller guys. It has a history from Josh to Punk Thompson of of smaller guys getting jacked up there. That we understood. But the Mike Cable, Tony Ferguson slipping. Now, I'm in a band, several bands, and I've slipped on Mike Cables. Most famously in Lucerne, Switzerland, when I I had an episode on stage, broke every bottle I could get my hands on on stage, and then realized that these bottles that had fluid in them now no longer had fluid on them because it was on the floor. And also on the floor were a thousand jagged pieces of glass. Not a wise move. Because you're slipping on things like mic cables and then you got the thousand. It happens to Tony Ferguson. Five times they tried to have this fight. And COVID-19... Something nobody could have, well, nobody except epidemiologists and the World Health Organization and the U.S. intelligence community, nobody could have seen this coming. And doctors and the CDC, but nobody could have seen this coming. Nobody. But five times. And Khabib was like, hey, man, hey, you know what? Tell you, tell you what, hey, you know, tell you what. I'm stuck in, I'm, you know, there's a guy about four weeks ago who did that shit in his neighborhood and he died about 10 blocks from here. And I was happy that he died. He flipped his car and he got thrown from there and he died. And everybody online is like, oh, but back again, but God, but then, but God, but again. Yeah, you and Marty G, you guys should hang out. You guys, you, you share political sympathies, but I'm going to get back to the show. Five times. And Khabib was like, hey, you know what? I'm stuck in Dagestan. Go fuck yourself. And it would have been a perfect excuse for Ferguson to go, you know what? This is the fight. This is the fight. This is what I showed up for. 
But he said, I'm a, I'm a gamer. I'm going to lose the weight anyway, three weeks ago. I'm going to make weight. I'm going to show up. I'm the company guy. Or like Nicolas Cage and Peggy Sue got married. I got the hair. I got the teeth. Feed me. Charge me. Make them love me. And he takes the fight. Because he, he, he does the calculation. Gaethje at three weeks. Eh, three weeks of a camp. That's not enough of a camp. I got as good enough chance as anybody. I mean, I am the number one contender. And where is he? Number four on the list? Fuck that guy. You know, you know what's funny about, about all, all you commenters? You guys all email me separately and talk mad shit about each other. <laughs> you know? Hey, you know that guy? You know that guy's not the smartest one. And then some of you say, hey, you know that other guy? No, what the what, you know, how you let that guy on the show? Haven't you figured it out? <laughs> this is like Sorrow Academy. This is a pirate ship. Some of you have said, hey, why are you going to let that guy? Don't retweet his stuff. He's, that guy's a fucking moron. That, <laughs> this is Aguirre, the wrath of God. We're on that raft and we're all chimps and there's no Aguirre. You guys talk mad shit about each other in separate like tweets and texts to me. It's really funny. Uh, but I'm glad you're playing playing nice in public. That's cool. So Gaethje takes a chance. He takes a chance. And like we say, we like we like sports because they take the platonic ideals of beautiful, true, and good, and they and they they like the demiurge. They take them and they populate the sense world with them. We see we see adversity. We see overcoming adversity. We see you know we see luck turning against you. We see him battling back. And, and he says, and what does he say? What does he say? He says, I'm taking that fight. Fuck it. Fuck Khabib. Fuck the interim. This is the real belt. We are the real dudes. We show up. And that's the name of the game. You know, I talked about it on Care Don't Care, which will come tomorrow at noon for next week. And I made mention of a friend of mine who had done everything right. Had the right hair had the right teeth, had the right band, perfectly placed. We are going to be famous. Be famous, Eugene. Don't you see what I'm saying? Famous. Everything was right. And I've seen, when I, we played the Grammys, when we were at the Grammys in 2007, I saw bands performing, the showcases they're performing, and they were L.A. perfect. He should have waited. They were L.A. perfect, perfect close, but they were soulless. And this friend of mine was telling me, ah, we're going to make it, we're going to make it, we're going to make it. And I was like thinking in my head, now you're not. You know why? Because there's a quality. There's a quality. You, you can smell it and you can see it on people who make it. And if you've known enough people who make it, close your eyes and remember how they felt and how they smelt. And this guy goes, you're not, you're not going to get there. Your head's not in the right place. And when they came walking out and I looked at them, Gaethje and Ferguson, and I had to tell you, Gaethje was in that place. That Jay-Z place, that I won't lose. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, the Guns N' Roses guy, oh, from those of you from last week, the Guns N' Roses cat, right? So the guy says, hey, man, Duff, want, Duff wants your, e your email, your phone number. 
So I was like, you know, cool. Here's my phone number. Give it to him. But then I always get paranoid. Now I'm in the hole. I know people like to torture people in the hole. But I'm going to send the kite to the guy himself. So I go to Duff's. I send him an email. I said, hey, man, dude tells me you want my number. Here's my number. I keep the whole week. I've been expecting I've been expecting a, a, a call from Duff. Nothing. It's great. That's the Robinson way. Except that no, they're actually the Robinson Wears. I'm like, dumb. Who the fuck is that guy? Fuck that. And then and then the guy hears it and then it doesn't show up. Tony gambles it all. Gambles it all. All of it. But he wasn't thinking clearly. He wasn't doing Pascal's wager. If I fight this fight and I win, what do I win? An interim championship belt. If I fight, if I don't fight this fight and therefore don't win, what do I win? A date with the champion and pay-per-view points. If I don't fight this fight, what do I lose? Maybe the goodwill of, of the bald one. But the fact of the matter is, I'm still a guy. I'm like Mad Max in, in Road Warrior. You want to get out of here, you come through me. I'm the guy. But he never got to the fourth stage of Pascal's wager, which was I fight the fight and I fucking lose. And ritual humiliation, they pull him out. Joe, uh, Joe, Ho Jogain says, so what's next? He goes, well, we got to, well, you know, go back to Ruben, Ruben Blades and Crossover Dreams where he's trying to tell some guy from the hood, hey, what are you going to He goes, yeah, man, I think I'm going to, after his star is already crested, he's trying to, yeah, man, I'm going to go on tour and I'm going to do this. And the guy, the old from the neighborhood guy who's been in the hole the whole time, never left. He kind of looks at him and goes, yeah, you're going to go on tour? Yeah, you, I think you're probably going to tour my asshole. I think that's what you're going to tour. You're not touring anything. Nothing but my asshole. So we're, we're going to reconvene. We got to see. You know, I got to earn. Bro, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Because what you were getting paid, I'm sure, was being paid on the presumption that you were, you know, uh, that you were, that you were the dude. And he's saying, well, my camp was too long. The, the ref, I shouldn't stop. The, the People have even texted me say, hey, how much of the responsibility is, is on Tony's corner? Shouldn't they have thrown in the towel? Why? Shouldn't I have stopped Steve Buscella from humiliating this girl? Who had nothing? She was a uh, sophomore. I was a sophomore. She was a sophomore. We're in the same class. Should I have told Marcus? Hey, generally, man, you probably want to clear stuff. But what? 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 I'm I'm the fixer of the universe. If it violates my sense of fair play, and that somebody is physically being hurt or dominated, maybe I'll step up. Maybe. But we're all actors. He gambled it all and he lost for what? And you have to face the fact that in life, some of us are, are that guy. You know, we are all stars of our own drama. But sometimes <laughs> we're subplots in other people's dramas. And this drama is called Justin Gaethje's Mark March to eternal significance in you to a non-Susan Lucci-esque future of insignificance. 
You're on the back in the church, staring at the ceiling, and it hurts. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. The only way this works out for you, the only possible way, and some people saying, tweeting me, is it, oh, put him in the large battalion. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We got, he's got until Wednesday. But the only way this works out for him is if Khabib loses to Gaethje. And then they have to face each other. That would be Tony and Khabib. And then whoever wins that one gets a, a fast track shot to Gaethje again. That's the only way. That's it. And if that doesn't happen, if 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 Khabib beats Gaethje, which is not entirely, I'm not entirely sure it's going to happen. If he does, Tony's dead. Dead. Yeah, you know, they started floating the name of McRapist uh, in relationship to George Masvidal. And that puts me in a really weird space because George Masvidal is a longtime friend of Knuckle Up. Florida guy came on the show, didn't have to do that. Um, came on the show a couple of times. I love that guy. And that's a money fight for him. Puts him in a weird position. I, I've been trying to watch this movie Mephisto. Yeah, I don't think he can either. I don't think, and, and as a consequence, it's a, it could be a career-ending fight for, for McRapist. I've been trying to watch this movie Mephisto, you know, as the rats try to tread water in, in, in Germany in 1923, or sorry, 1933. And the water gets higher and higher, and it gets harder and harder to tread, and I'm watching it. You got to make accommodations. You got to live. We're all independent actors. But I'm really happy for Gaethje because it's great to see people when they got their chakras open and it's a clear shot and God is looking at them and they are looking at God. And he lost a couple of times. He needed that. Guy, Greg Hardy, whose fight I didn't even look at. As soon as I heard, as soon as I heard the guy he fought, Cape Verde and Cat, and he goes, he had a good first round, but why is he shut down? He's done nothing for rounds two and three. Why? What do you mean, why? Stop it. Stop it. Like those things that you guys had to sign in order to cover the event that said you won't talk about the COVID equipment. Stop it. Go rent Mephisto with Klaus Maria Brandauer. Oh, God. I don't even want to talk about Greg Hardy. Let's go on. So, so, uh, <clears throat> sorry. So Ferguson, Ferguson gambled it all and lost it all. And that's the nature of a true gamble. I might have ice cream tonight with dinner, or I might just have pie. That's not a gamble. This was a true gamble. You know, in, in an earlier version of my life, I... I, I used to use uh, uh, ra ra uh, racist though he is for keeping me out of uh, apartments in the 70s in New York. I used to use Donald Trump as somewhat of a touchstone. And I go, look, the only, only, th only, only this guy's belief in himself, 100% belief in himself is the kind of shit that makes people fly. It makes them swim in the water for 20 miles. It makes the impossible possible belief in self all i have to do 
is embody that kind of belief myself. It must have been in the 80s that I had these thoughts before he started saying that the Central Park jogger should be murdered. Something he's continued to say even after DNA has exonerated them. And you know what I did? I followed that star. And you know what happened? State Board of Equalization seized 60,000 of my dollars. All of my creditors came screaming at me and I got audited three times by the IRS. <laughs> so much for total belief. You know, I can stand on some railroad tracks and make believe the train is not coming. Make believe I don't see a train and that there is no train. 100% belief is not going to get me through physical realities. And Tony Ferguson is dead. He's got one chance to get to to, to, to live again, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Anyway, and, and, and I'm not even just talking about abilities. If you tell me you're more excited now by the prospect of seeing Ferguson and Khabib, I'm going to call you a liar. If you... I can't think of thing, a fight that's more exciting than Gaethje and Khabib right now. Even though as long as this shit's going on, I still, I'm still in the Steve Buscemi place of saying, you know, I'm under protest. But whatever. Who cares? So, 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 so judo. So judo, in the last 15 minutes, I'm going to cover the whole, whole fight. So judo. It was nice to see him drop the shtick. It was like watching somebody. I remember once my mother, because it's Mother's Day, we talk about this. And after me, she couldn't have kids for 10 years. And one of the things that the doctor was doing back in the crazy 70s was giving her huge doses of, of hormones. In order, this was early IVF. And I remember at one point, my mother started talking about the shoes I used to wear when I was a kid. And she started sobbing. This is at the dinner table. So I'm eating, and you, know, you stop your mother sobbing, you stop your look. And then... We're kind of like looking at her and then she starts laughing and then she's laughing and then sobbing and sobbing and then laughing at an interval of about one to two seconds. I don't know if your mother's ever done this. It's a very disconcerting sensation. So as Sejudo stands there and he does the cringe thing and then he backs off and he becomes a real guy, cringe thing and backs off. I'm like, oh man, I just wish you would go away, bro. Stop. And I tell you, who was it who got my head straight? Um, Steph again today on tomorrow's Care Don't Care. And she 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 echoed echoed the sentiment that's now going around the, the Internet. And that's like, this is not a retirement fight. You beating a two year out of it, Dominic Cruz is not a retirement fight. There's Petra Yan. There are a bunch of people that have been retirement fights. It doesn't matter. He's already got, he is a, he is a, um, what is he? I mean, he's a there's, a, there's a Yiddish word for it that I can't think of right now. But once you win the gold medal, what USA, I don't know if it was bipolar, what USA Wrestling does, they paid a shitload of jack to Kale Sanderson to keep him out of the hands of the UFC like two or three million dollars lifetime, you know, a year to, to stay in wrestling. But like Dirty Hat, like the cat said in Dirty Harry, I think Sejudo uh, got to know. I mean, he hasn't made huge amounts of money. He's made some good money. He hasn't made huge amounts of money, but he had to know. 
And I'm going to have to go with DC on this one. When the dude says he's quitting, I don't think this is like too short. Ah, it's my last record. I'm retiring. Yeah. Something he did to stick. Your connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. Yeah, it says it's back. So, um, I mean, I've already got the gold medal. I got two belts. Why would I stick around? For what? And I said, telling is that he's got a girlfriend now. <laughs> so I was like, I want to put some time. I want to put some time the girlfriend. And I want to, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not. Greatest combat athlete of all time. He's got an he's got an interesting resume. I, I, I'll grant him that. But there are a couple of cats in his division that would have been retirement fights, at least three by Steph's count, and he didn't fight him. Do I need him to stick around the fight? No. Do I care that he's gone? No. Do I care about UFC 249 in general? No. Do I care about the ritual humiliation? of a stranger at the hands of Steve Buscelli, no? Do I care about Marcus picking up women at the mall and so, you know, subsequently, you know, deconstructing them on film for the amusement of, no? Do I care if people want to eat poop, no? I interviewed Al Goldstein at one point and he said, he said, you know, um, as long as, and this is a concept known to many of you, from Knuckle Up, maybe not so many of you show stomper, QTAT, where he just generally said, as long as this will keep me from making quick time across town, I just don't give a shit. No, I don't really care that Tony lost. I don't, I mean, you know what? We learned, we take lessons from, from, the, from, from, from Plato's drive uh, you know, and apply them to our own lives. But you gotta understand my perception of self is that I'm in the hole anyway. You know where Ferguson was? Ferguson was that guy who came to the edge of the hole and he was like, hey, Eugene, how'd you get in the hole? I said, well, Tony, tell you what, first I stood on the branch. Oh, you mean this branch? Yeah, 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 that branch. And then, and then I put my hand there, like here? Yeah, and then I rocked back and forth really hard. Like really hard? Yeah, and then I jumped up and down, the branch broke, and that's how, and now I'm looking at Tony in the hole next to me, you dumb son of a bitch. Timmy Allen, a guy I used to play rugby with, had this great Southern thing. He was from Georgia, incidentally, so we've come full circle on the Georgia thing. I played rugby with the cat, and when you would do something stupid, he would say, hey, 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 Eugene, hey, uh, hey, that thing that we were just out there, you know, when you dropped the ball, yeah, so yeah, you, you, I, I've been thinking about it, you probably, you know why you dropped that ball out there? And I go, why, Timmy? He spelled it T-I-M-E, which I thought was an interesting Southern way to spell your name. I don't know. Why, Timmy? He goes, I think probably because you're a dumb son of a bitch. That's probably why you dropped that ball. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. So, so, so is gone. Don't let the door. Sejudo is gone. Don't let the doorknob hit you. Dominic Cruz, if, if he stays healthy, uh, I liked what he was doing. I do think the fight, it was 11 shots, bro. But I would at, I'd work on a different calculation. If you're 11 seconds from the end, I'm letting shit go because I want to see the guy recover. I'm first and foremost a fan. Are you a fan of people eating poop, Eugene? Not necessarily, but here I am. Um, I don't know if he should retire. I like, I like him around. 
I like him around Francis Ngannou and uh, Yarzino. You know what? I, I had to somehow get a tutorial. Uh, um, uh, um, yeah, that's true. I thought about that while I was watching him fight. Man, it's got to be a drag to be that small. But we all got our crosses to bear. And so for some reason, the, the uh, Sorrell gave me like a 40-minute lecture about Brazilian soccer. And that's how Yarzino got his name from from some Brazilian player in 1979, who then he gives me his whole guy's life story. Why? This lockdown is playing havoc with the mental states of people around me. Anyway, I know he spent more than 20 seconds telling me about Yarzino. But in the interview, he said something great. He goes, well, what happened here? What do you think? He goes like, well, and in very kind of calm, you know, <laughs> Uh, Cameroonian way, you know, he's like, well, I I, I don't think Yazinho just really knew what he was talking about. <laughs> that had to be the funniest thing I'd heard all week. Yeah, exactly, my friend. Exactly. That's a cross. That is a cross, bro. And, you know, I talked to a woman, uh, uh, a stripper sex worker I once knew, and I told her, a friend of mine had this theory that he was just tall, and that his penis was actually small, but he had, for his height, it was proportional. He had this whole physics thing drawn out, and she's listened to me talk about uh, this friend of mine, and she just kind of goes, you know what? Nobody's doing math when they're horizontal. I was like, boom, mic drop. A woman, one of the first women I knew who got a boob job, she said to me, and I said, don't do that. Don't ruin your body, but that, that, and she goes, Eugene, it's like when you were a little boy and you imagine you grew up to shave and you'd shave and you'd shave. And then when you grew up, you couldn't grow, grow a mustache. I go, well, funny you should say that because I've never really had aggressive facial hair. It took me like years to grow this. So she goes, well, forget about that. I always thought I would have breasts and, and I don't. So that's what I'm going to do. So she went ahead and had the boob job and it got infected. She went from an A to a B and it worked out miserably. It didn't work out in her face. Bad day. So, uh, Yerzinho, back to the back, not back to the future, back to the back to the past. Ngannou is now complaining, uh, rightfully so. What do you got to do to get a shit? It's like this whole thing with DC and Stipe. You're, you know, you guys, I don't know what the hell you're doing. You're clogging up the division, but I know what the hell you're doing. You're trying not to become a Jacare Souza. And, you know, realistically speaking, there's another UFC fight on Wednesday and another one next Saturday. Getting these things all under the wire on Jackson in, Jack, in Jacksonville, Florida. Why? Why? Well, because whatever happened with Fight Island, I don't know. And also the reality of it is what? In 14 days, if cats start coming down with this shit, eh, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Yeah, that's what we said. We're more or less the same height lying down, too. But like the Sicilians say... Tall man, short penis. Short man, long penis. But it doesn't make a difference because this is the measurement that might make the difference between having a happy partner and a happy life and not. But, you know, you know a lot of women say, this guy, this guy, sorry those of you listening, not just SoundCloud, I can't help explain what's happening. This guy, sometimes if he's too mindful of this, doesn't do what needs to be done to get the job done. Okay, we're not talking about sex here. Uh, that guy who had the really tough question in the sex column, I think it comes tomorrow. Oh, my God. It's the hardest sex question I ever had. You should read it. I'll 
I'll tweet it out on Twitter. It was difficult. It was monstrously difficult. Read it and see if I got it on the money. The bald one, yeah, I think the bald one, I think, I think he is playing um, tri-level chess like he always does because there's a lot to gamble and a lot to lose. Um, but I think he, cop, it's like you know they can they'll fix you. I know your connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. I know you ate a cup of poop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll tell you what. I'll give you another 100K when you eat another cup of poop. Damn it. You always trick me with this cup, cup of poop thing. So uh, Calvin Qatar, Cater and Jeremy Stevens. Well, I always said I said I picked Calvin Qatar. He's a stepping stone for Jeremy Stevens. Who the fuck is that guy? I think Jeremy Stevens is probably done. But, you know, he's a good, reliable quantity, good B-team player. Keep him around. Yeah, exactly. The Sousa thing. You know, and I know I know, Marty G has been making the claim, hey, more people died in 2018 from the flu. Well, okay. All right. But people haven't stopped dying from COVID yet, so we'll see. The jury's still out. More people died, you know, and they're also dying from the flu. And this, But I don't want to talk about that. Fatty. Fatty Lohman. Freddie Lohman, Freddie Stevens, yeah. Greg Hardy, Jorgen DeCastro, not talking about that fight. Don't like white beaters. Fuck him. Oh, he was innocent. Ah, go fuck yourself to that. I'm unrelenting on Conor McRapist, and I'm unrelenting on Greg Hardy. Why they're propping this guy up? You want to know why they're propping him up? Listen to Hogan's commentary about it. And, and, if, and I also think it's beyond that. I try level chess. I think the idea is that from him, from him and Matt Mitrione, the bald one has seen if you take a top flight athlete and put him in MMA, kind of like Herschel Walker, in six months, not only do I get NFL fans, but these guys are physically capable, adept, and uh, and liable to surprise people. This cat, no, but other people, yes. Uh, um, Anthony Pettis and Cerrone, uh, this was a big deal, and this is going to cause me to go over. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly every single Hardy fight. Now, but I'm going to touch it because I picked Cerrone to win this because I, it, I wanted to serve the narrative that I think that the fight against McRapist was a work. I thought it was a work. You, you go back to old shows you hear and then he, oh, he got taken out by the shoulder shot. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So I said, if that were the real case, he comes back like Jake LaMotta on this one. And you see essentially the old Cerrone until I realized the emphasis on old, I was using it the wrong way. At first I said the old Cerrone, mean the Cerrone pre-Connor who was murking guys. Instead, I just, I saw him against Pettis who is also looked doughy. Those were John Nash's words. And I'm like, he's done. How? Yeah, he did get paid, but now he's like, Done. Like, how did that happen? You know how it happened? The same way this happened. The same way this happened. This all used to be black. Now it's not. You know, I don't have any clocks around here that run backwards. That's how Cerrone got done. And that's how Pettis, if you're smart, you figure out in your on Golden Pond how to put fights together that are of interest, though they're not high on the gins. 
for those of you who don't watch uh, Care Don't Care, Jins is the John Nash scale of significance. These guys are fighting for marbles in a land where they don't take marbles as any kind of currency that matters. Yeah, and he's fighting whenever they want. This is what the Baldwin, this is how the Baldwin shows that he loves you. No, I'm not saying that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's best not to talk about him anymore. That's it. Uh, Oyanik and Fabrizio Verdum. Verdum is, I thought it was close, but whatever. Verdum is also done. I can tell you as somebody who's taken performance enhancing chemicals and then not taking performance enhancing chemicals, you have to work the, the amount of, um, the amount, yeah, how do you, how quick we go from company guy to, to big company bitch? It's a very thin line between the two. But for, you know, so I've, in my discovery with performance enhancing drugs, you have this great thing happening. You have this great thing happening when you're on. You could kill the world. And then when you're off, you go, I am off. I'm off. Oh, God, I'm off. Um, and it's like, you know, I know the way chemicals work and that they've proven that this shit in my system should still be exerting a positive athletic effect for a year out. Well, so Verdum gets two years out. Is that enough? It's just a head game, man. But I've often said... Age and head, man, it doesn't work right. So Verdum is finished. Verdum is in that somebody asked me, do you care? Uh, I'm just care, don't care. Do you care about who's the guy? What's the guy's name? I can't even remember his name now. How taste my peepee? Alex Arlovsky. Uh, 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 I like the guy, but I don't care about him fighting now. I'm not going to learn anything about him fighting that's going to make me feel better about me. Yep, Verdun, right. And so, um, and Olyanik is just, the guy's been fighting since the 90s. He's like me, except he's winning and has some skill. Um, Asparza and Waterston, I picked Waterston to win. I was underwater with my pick. I, care, I picked, I had 11 cares, and I was five and six. And But this is the only one, I think something's burning in my house. It smells like sugar in the oven. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, but it's Esparza and Michelle Waterston. I thought Waterston got robbed, but it wasn't. Who gives a shit? It wasn't. It was a, it was a poop-eating fight. I don't care. Yeah, I cared about it. Yeah, about it. Who cares? Yeah, every, you know, honest to God, I'm, I'm, why would I waste a minute to talk about it? We're coming down to the end of the show. Let's go. I'm going through uh, Souza and Hall. That was a drag. <laughs> I, I had, you know, when you use curse words in your post, it lets me decide whether I want to hide it or reveal it. So when you say you wish you could fuck Esparza, I actually let that through because I think it's funny. But of course, that will result in people, other commenters emailing me, texting me, the fuck you let that guy write that shit? <laughs> you guys, hey, stop hating on each other. Well, it's a big love fest here. <laughs> All right, oh, I'm starving to death. Uh, Luke and Price, apparently I had forgotten this. I had picked... Uh, a Nico Price uh, against Luke, but it was it was it was it was it was weird because the whole fight I, I was picking for uh, I was picking Luke, and that was a great fight. Your connection is unstable. 
please wait while we try reconnecting. Hey, you know I'm a little off source because I'm a little tired. All that, if you if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that the tons of of mulch and soil they do jumped dumped on the driveway, and I finally uh, one of the guys from our academy put it and he said uh, Eugene's gonna just leave it there for three months. I did it two days, but I'm beat. So Bryce Mitchell, great jujitsu, phenomenal, like try, like eight twister attempts. Uh, Marty G and I are going to show that and next time we get to the JJB. We're going to show you the proper way to do a swisher. I mean a twister, a swish, whatever it's called. Ryan Spann and Sam Alvey. That was a great fight. Sam Alvey, I didn't realize, had five kids. Five. Four uh, biological kids and one adopted kid. Dude, wee, yoy, yoy, got to eat. Looked good, but got beaten. Span, they keep talking about the future, light heavyweight. He's not it. So here we go. That's it. That's the end of UFC 249. What You know, the fight ended. I didn't listen to the post-fight press conference. I didn't read anything about it. Went back to reading my book, A Crime in the Family. And I suggest you do it, too. Thanks for listening. Tomorrow... Uh, uh, if you follow me on at Eugene S. Robinson, you should uh, check out when I retweet or tweet out the sex column. Hardest question ever. I've been doing sex columns for like since since Code Magazine, 1999. 1999. This was probably one of the toughest questions I ever had. And before you read it and think, oh, Eugene, you blew it. Or rather, think about this is this is a game, a game fraught with peril. And this guy playing tri-level chess, he's like in that thing. Anywhere I move this piece, I'm going to get dumb. So read it with an eye to that. Uh, Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care goes live. If you follow me on at Eugene S. Robinson, you can see the tweet in my mother's piece. You find out what my mother is like. A hippie to a, a door-kicking gun, 38-toting headcracker. She'd hate that characterization, but it, it's on, on, on the Twitter machine. Carol Cares Monday at noon, Tuesday night at, uh, at uh, I think, 8 o'clock. Oh, 7.30, we got the Let It Roll. Well, you don't see it, but we do a Let It Roll podcast, which you can catch for a dollar after If the Shoes Fit at 8 o'clock on Tuesday. Other stuff I got coming up this week on Ozzy, whatever. We're back to normal now. You got the two books. If you don't bid on these books, uh, uh, I'm going to scream at you next week. So info at SorrellAcademy.com. But the, the May money comes to the show to get this the duct tape off the computer. And, yes, still locked down at home. And people are, like, asking me, yeah, only thing, I miss my kids. Seeing my kids face-to-face and being able to hug my kids, even though they're like a mile away. And I, uh, I miss jujitsu like crazy. I have jujitsu dreams now. And in those dreams, my jujitsu is great. Flying arm bars. Actually, maybe, maybe I, I don't need to go back to jujitsu. I just need to keep having the dreams. Look at you, you're doing flying arm bars. Oh, man, look at him. It looks like Dean Lister out there. Yeah, no, man, I'm grumpy. I'm tired, and I haven't eaten anything all day. I haven't had breakfast. 
I had two aspirin for breakfast and then I ran three miles in the heat and then I took all the rest of the mulch and put it out. And so I knew if I did the show, if I ate first and then did the show, they'd be waiting like nine o'clock. Can't do it. So I did the show early. So I've had nothing to eat. You know what that means? When I stood on the scale, I weighed 214. It's not too long ago that I was 222. So take that. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you're a fan of If the Shoes Fit, we'll see you Tuesday night. Otherwise, we'll see you next Sunday. We'll be talking about the two UFC fights in Florida. And then we'll do the counter, the COVID counter, to see how many fighters who participated in those three three Floridian UFC events get sick. Sergio Marais, read Sergio Marais' account of it. He said, I thought I was a pretty healthy guy. I I thought I was going to die. And then, of course, Sorrell's got two friends who had it. I'm like, I didn't even know I had it. Yeah. Archer, what the, what the fuck? You're like that guy who gets put on the guest list and, and, and then shows up right as you finish the last song. Ah, I missed you, set. <laughs> I don't know, no, no, no. I'm just fun. I'm funning you, Archer. I'm funning you because I have yet to actually get my shit together to participate in your show, which I was gonna pull a Bob Hope and walk on your show. Just like call it like I gotta get. It. I haven't got my shit together enough to do that. But anyway, I finished the front yard. You'll be happy to know I got to do some pruning and I got to put down my Empress Dragon tree to block the spies. But general, and the fish come this week. Got a lot of plans for the pond and the fish. Tangier is wonderful. You really must come and see it sometime, but please don't come see me. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Do not forget. Pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you want to PayPal money for the show or patreon.com slash the stomper. Uh, cool. Orgies. Yeah, man. You got to go back to the top of the hour. You missed it all. Anyway, thanks for listening. And of course, look what you made me do. Ah! Oh, God, I got COVID.